Hello and happy Lent. This is New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 45. A marvelous word has stirred my heart as I mention my works to the king. My tongue is the pen of a skillful scribe. You are the most handsome of men. Grace has been poured out on your lips. No wonder God has blessed you forever. Strap on your sword, great warrior, with your glory and grandeur. Go and succeed in your grandeur. Write out on behalf of truth, humility, and righteousness. Let your strong hand perform awesome deeds. Let the peoples fall beneath you. May your sharp arrows pierce the hearts of the king's enemies. Your divine throne is eternal and everlasting. Your royal scepter is a scepter of justice. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. No wonder God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of joy more than all your companions. All your clothes have the pleasant scent of myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. The music of stringed instruments coming from ivory palaces entertains you. The royal princess is standing in in your precious jewels. The queen stands at your right, dressed in the gold of Ophir. Listen, daughter, pay attention and listen closely. Forget your people and your father's house. Let the king desire your beauty, because he is your master. Bow down to him now. The city of Tyre, the wealthiest of all, will seek your favor with gifts, with riches of every sort. For the royal princess dressed in pearls, her robe embroidered with gold, in robes of many colors she is led to the king. Her attendants, the young women, servants following her, are presented to you as well. As they enter the king's palace, they are led in with celebration and joy. Your son's great king will succeed your fathers. You will appoint them as princes throughout the land. I will perpetuate your name from one generation to the next, so the peoples will praise you forever and always. Our Old Testament reading comes out of the book of Genesis, chapter 37, verses 12 through 24. Joseph's brothers went to tend their father's flock near Shechem. Israel said to Joseph, Aren't your brothers tending the sheep near Shechem? Come, I'll send you to them. And he said, I'm ready. Jacob said to him, Go, find out how your brothers are and how the flock is and report back to me. So Jacob sent him from the Hebron Valley. When he approached Shechem, a man found him wandering in the field and asked him, What are you looking for? Joseph said, I'm looking for my brothers. Tell me, where are they tending the sheep? The man said, They left here. I heard them saying, Let's go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them in Dothan. They saw Joseph in the distance before he got close to them, and they plotted to kill him. The brothers said to each other, Here comes the big dreamer. Come on now, let's kill him and throw him into one of the cisterns, and we'll say a wild animal devoured him. Then we will see what becomes of his dreams. When Reuben heard what they said, he saved him from them, telling them, Let's not take his life. Reuben said to them, Don't spill his blood. Throw him into this desert cistern, but don't lay a hand on him. He intended to save Joseph from them and take him back to his father. When Joseph reached his brothers, they stripped off Joseph's long robe, took him, and threw him into the cistern, an empty cistern with no water in it. 
The epistle reading for today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 20 through 31. Where are the wise? Where are the legal experts? Where are today's debaters? Hasn't God made the wisdom of the world foolish? In God's wisdom, he determined that the world wouldn't come to know him through its wisdom. Instead, God was pleased to save those who believe through the foolishness of preaching. Jews asked for signs and Greeks looked for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, which is a scandal to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is God's power and God's wisdom. This is because the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Look at your situation when you were called brothers and sisters. By ordinary human standards, not many were wise, not many were powerful, not many were from the upper class. But God chose what the world would consider foolishness to shame the wise. God chose what the world considers weak to shame the strong. And God chose what the world considers low class and low life, what is considered to be nothing, to reduce what is considered to be something to nothing. So no human being can brag in God's presence. It is because of God that you are in Christ Jesus. He became wisdom from God for us. This means that he made us righteous and holy, and he delivered us. This is consistent with what was written. The one who brags should brag in the Lord. The Gospel reading is Mark 1, verses 14 through 28. After Jesus was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee announcing God's good news, saying, Now is the time. Here comes God's kingdom. Change your hearts and lives and trust this good news. As Jesus passed along the Galilee Sea, he saw two brothers, Simon and Andrew. They were fishermen, so they were throwing fishing nets into the sea. Come follow me, he said, and I'll show you how to fish for people. Right away, they left their nets and followed him. After going a little further, he saw James and John, Zebedee's sons, in their boat repairing the fishing nets. At that very moment, he called them. They followed him, leaving their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired workers. Jesus and his followers went into Capernaum. Immediately on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and started teaching. The people were amazed by his teaching, for he was teaching them with authority, not like the legal experts. Suddenly, there in the synagogue, a person with an evil spirit screamed, What have you to do with us, Jesus, son of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are the Holy One from God. Silence, Jesus said, speaking harshly to the demon. Come out of him. The unclean spirit shook him and screamed. Then it came out. Everyone was shaken and questioned among themselves, What's this? A new teaching with authority. He even commands unclean spirits and they obey him. Right away, the news about him spread throughout the entire region of Galilee. Christ on the road 
to Calvary, tried by sinful men, torn and beaten then, nailed to a cross of wood. This the power of the cross, Christ The Apostles' Creed is a statement of Christian faith that has been handed down in Western Christianity for well over 1,500 years. While shorter than the Nicene Creed, it beautifully summarizes the core tenets of Christianity about the triune God and the people of God called the Church. It faithfully hands down through the ages the beliefs given to the Church by the first Apostles of Jesus Christ, generation to generation. Now, let's recite that faith handed down so beautifully together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. 
On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit, wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace, and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. Lord, during this season of Lent, give us the will to take up our cross and follow after your Son, Jesus Christ, in living a cruciform life. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these words out of Psalm 48. You dwell on your faithful love, God, in your temple. Your praise, God, just like your reputation, extends to the far corners of the earth. Your strong hand is filled with righteousness. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's hymn was Power of the Cross, performed by Ryan Gage, and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. 
All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Chelsea Pearsall. And today's gospel reading was by Scott Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.